and welcome into the G.I. Jake Show right here in the White Claw Hard Seltzer Studios of Fan Run Radio. Jake Miller alongside Brett Hollander, Marcus Young, intern Jack, who very well might have the intern tag removed after his performance last night on our best bets. That was absolutely a dominating performance, and you should have went 4-0. You should have went 4-0. Got let down a little bit there at the end by... By everything going on, as we all know, um, I had an 0 for 4 night. Marcus, you also went 0 for 4. You went 0 for 8. You went for 0 for 8, Jake. No, Marcus. I'm going to defend Marcus on this one. Nope, Marcus went 0 for 8. Okay. I didn't make any picks. Marcus. He didn't make it. He wasn't even on the show. How well, are you going to say? Because I had to pick for him. Well, okay. Which in turn put his bad luck on me, oh, which caused me to go goodness. 0 and 4 as well. That's, last night's not on Marcus. I gave you your favorite players, Marcus. Tomba, BJ Edwards. <laughs> Kind of explains why they lost. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness, Tennessee, number five, Tennessee, fifteen and five, five and two in conference, getting set to take on Kentucky tomorrow. Sitting at fifteen and five and five and three in conference. That game going to be at eight thirty on ESPN. The game of the night. Tennessee has a fifty-seven point seven percent chance to win this game to Kentucky's forty-two point three. Dalton Connect. You know, there was a lot of talk a couple weeks ago from all the chatterboxes up in the Northeast that don't know anything about basketball in the SEC saying that Reeves was a better player than Connect. Well, now, since his latest surgence, Dalton Connect is now averaging 20.1 points per game throughout the season to Reeves, 19 and a half. Now, I think Antonio Reeves is probably going to show out tomorrow, mm-hmm. but we're going to wait and see. What we get dealt tomorrow, because most of the time when you go up to Rupp, it's eight on five. It's not necessarily five on five. It's going to be eight on five when you go play at Rupp Arena. Jonas Adu, 7.4 rebounds per game, leads the team. Trey Mitchell from Kentucky averaging 7.8. Very big on the defensive side of the ball. Jonas has the edge on the offensive side of the ball as far as getting those second chance points, those offensive rebounds, which are vital to everyone's success. Zakai Ziegler leads team in assists with five a game to Reed Shepard's 4.2. That is a guy in Reed Shepard in which we talk about a lot on this show. I talked a lot about him on overtime. You know, when he was recruited by Kentucky once he committed before he even got on campus, I said, watch out for this kid. He might make an impact, and he might make an impact very, very quick, and that's what he has done. You know, Reed Shepard, he's actually climbing up draft boards as as we've seen. Justin Edwards, on the other hand, that's a guy mm. that we all thought, like, you look on mock drafts before the season, he's sitting there in the top ten, in some cases the top five, and now he's uh, yeah, he's kind of been pushed to the wayside a little bit. But Reed Shepard, I expect a big game out of him simply because, obviously, his mom played at Kentucky. His dad played at Kentucky. They know what it means to win this game. This is a team that has beat Kentucky more times than anybody. Mm. They know what it means to have to play Tennessee. And Reed Shepard, you know good and well, knows exactly what it means to play Tennessee as a Kentucky Wildcat. Tennessee averaging 78.5 points for, per game, allowing 65.9. Kentucky averaging 88.7 points per game, but allowing 77.2. So they're allowing right at what Tennessee averages. We don't have a line on this game yet, but if you were to pick the line right now, what would you all put it at? And let's look at these other numbers. I mean, they're almost identical in some senses. Both teams, steals. Anybody want to take a guess at the margin of difference in the two? Uh, 
probably very similar. There's I mean, not one. Steals is eight and eight. Oh, okay. Assists. Tennessee 16.8, Kentucky 18. Rebounds. Tennessee 39 and a half. Kentucky 38.6. Field goal percentage. Tennessee 44.6. Kentucky 48.9. Both teams lost their last game. Kentucky is three and two in their last five. Tennessee, of course, four and one with the loss to South Carolina just the other day. We're going to be talking West Coast Rusty here in about 13 minutes about this game and what all is going on with the NCAA in which now it is being reported by certain people that there's probably going to be double-digit numbered states in this lawsuit to join the state of Tennessee and the Commonwealth of Virginia. I expect Florida to be a part of it. Quite frankly, I expect Ohio, Indiana, maybe even Kentucky, Georgia, Alabama, Louisiana, Texas. On the West Coast, you're probably looking at California as well. Mm -hmm. I think there's going to be a lot of states that end up joining in on this. So we're going to have to have to wait and see what happens. I think next week's going to be a big one because you're going to find out exactly who wants to get in on this lawsuit. Because eventually it's probably going to turn into a class action lawsuit mm-hmm. in one, on one side. And then the other side of it, you got a lot of states that are basically trying to just kill the NCAA. And, and I'm all for it. Like, people can sit here and say what they want about the evil that you know might be better than the evil that you don't. I don't care. I do not care. All I know is there's a corrupt organization, a corrupt governing body over college athletics right now, and it needs to be done away with. Brett, how are you, sir? Uh, doing good. Uh, I did all right on my bets last night. Uh, surprisingly, the Lakers won. I was a little worried because AD and LeBron did not play. Yeah, you had a good night. Uh, Sixers won as well. I was not expecting that either because uh, Embiid, I think, looks like he's going to be out for a while with a meniscus injury. Uh, and just this NCAA stuff. I mean, it's just gets crazy. You got you know Danny White with his statement yesterday, um, abolishing them. You know, mm-hmm. Don Plowman still out there. I mean, it's it's you love to see it because you, you love, love to. I mean, they. I mean, it's laughable what the NCAA is trying to do. I mean, to come at Tennessee like this, and you know, when now we have the backing of, like you said, multiple states. Um, it's, it's, uh, good to see. And, you know, like they, they came out to the wrong school. I, I really they do did. with like the amount of people and, and, um, just the support we're seeing, like the NSA, they could back out of this. I mean, they could be, they're gonna lose more money than they already are, you know, yeah. like it's, uh, but it's, it's, it's fun to see. I mean, you hate to see it, uh, you know that we have to get involved with this garbage, but uh, I mean, if there know, was ever going to be a school to do it, it was going to be Tennessee. Yeah, I mean, I don't understand why they're coming at Tennessee. Like, there's other schools they could have attacked, yeah. and they attacked the wrong one. It's like we worked with you the first time, and this time you want to come after us for no reason at all. That's fine. If you want to play that game, we're going to play that game too. Marcus, yeah. how was your trip? Uh, it was all right. Just uh, a, a day with the dad, just to get away for a bit, and. Hang out, so not bad. Nice. Yeah. Do you enjoy Nashville other than the Preds losing? Uh, I really didn't spend time in Nashville too much. We just drove down there for the game, really, and just drove back. So I don't. The only thing about Nashville I don't like is the the traffic you have to deal with a lot of the times. You know, if you time it right, it's not too bad. But and of course they're not really doing it right now. But the those bachelorette parties, man, like they're. <laughs> you guys those, remember what my former producer Matthew used to say? About those. 
Did he join them? No. Or, no? Okay. He used to say, you look at those bachelorette parties down in Nashville, and every single one of them, Nashville's about to be a movie, Nashville's not ready for us. And he would look at me, and he'd be like, no, Nashville is always ready for you. It's the same five white women that are going down there in sundresses, cowboy hats, and cowboy boots. They're always ready for you. They see a million of you a day. I agree with you on that. Yeah, they could do without that, but make some money, so they're going to keep doing it, unfortunately. Yeah, might as well. Jack, how are you, sir? Yeah, pretty good. I uh, had a good night betting last night. Surprised at the Lakers getting that win at Boston where they've only lost two games. When you had Brett over here trying to trade away Austin Reeves yesterday, and he drops 32. That's right, yeah. Everyone 37. Thought- he dropped 37? I think it was 37. I thought he dropped 32. I don't know. It, it was over 30. I know that, but. Yeah, no, it was it was wild. Now uh, now, it was thirty two. Was it okay? Now there's rumors of LeBron James getting traded. That's how crazy that win was. Huh, LeBron's so. gonna trade you. LeBron's gonna trade himself. How about that? Well, I mean, he's got to get paid. So what do you do with the Lakers? You know, like you only got you know maybe a couple more years of him. Like, what do you do? What do you do? You never know what you're gonna do in that instance. Can't wait to discuss a lot of this because. West Coast Rusty, he's a big Lakers guy. Is he? Y'all can bond over that. Yes. He's a big, wait. big Lakers guy. You're only a Lakers guy because of LeBron. Don't act like you've been a Lakers fan for forever. You're just a LeBron fan. You follow him wherever he goes. Oh, I do. Yeah, I do. There's nothing wrong with that. You're going to follow, follow Patrick Mahomes when he uh, leaves KC at some point, too, to um, try to prove that he I can have never, I have never rep Patrick Mahomes. I just do in certain instances, like uh-huh. when he's going against Lamar Jackson and uh, Josh Allen, mm-hmm. which you should learn to – hopefully you don't go against him in the Super Bowl. Of course I am. Right. I cannot wait to make our bets because, Marcus, guess what? You have three days not, in which you can choose from on these bets. Marcus, you have to do this. I don't have to do anything. It's a part of the show. It's you. Who's your boss? Who's my boss? Yes. Jesus. From from <laughs> And he's ten. telling me that gambling's not right for me anymore. So you This wanna... is the stance you're you're taking. Maybe it's smart for him to step away for a little bit. Marcus, who is your boss from ten to noon weekdays? Why did you pick four losses for him last night then, boss? Well, I thought that they were actually gonna hit. <laughs> I was trying yeah, to you I, need to work on yourself. Well, the too. thing is that the night before, yeah, going zero and eight's rough. Yeah, in one day. oh, you went zero and eight last night. Hey, at least you can't I put went, four of those. On I went zero and twelve. Had, Marcus I, never spoke least, anything yesterday. At least I went zero and twelve within three days. But to go zero and eight in one day, yeah, ooh. Jake, yeah, and you look in the mirror, buddy. Well, here's the thing: the day before, I would have went three and one for him had he listened to me, and then he took the opposite of everything <laughs> that I said. I mean, that Northwestern game. You almost hit that one. That would have been huge. What we probably need to do, we need to start measuring this in units instead of doing just uh, Let's be straight. honest. As a show, we're doing terrible. Yes, we are not doing well. We are not doing well. Jack is the only I mean, one that's really we, saving us right now, and even he's still losing money. Yeah, it's not going well. Yeah, exactly. He he had a great night last night. He had but a that's the way night. betting goes, right? Like it, you're, it you're on a hot streak, and you can go on a – seems like the cold streaks are, worth, are bigger than the hot streaks. Well, I, and, and the I thing really, is, like most people, they're going to hit 40 to 60% of the time. Yeah. If you're it's hitting, not easy. No, it's not. And if you're hitting 60% of your bets, you're winning money. If you're hitting 50% of your bets, you're still losing money. Guess what I wouldn't have done last night is bet the Lakers if I know LeBron and AD were out at 10 a.m. Right. But and I don't know that. Well, you know what we didn't take into account as far as my bet goes? Because, Marcus, you would have been proud of me. I took the Celtics on the spread at 10 and a half. But yeah. the thing is, 
this is something we talk about in college sports all the time. Rivalry games. What do you do in rivalry games? You throw common sense out the window. Would anyone have guessed that Austin Reeves would have went for 32 last night? I mean, we've seen him go off in games. I mean, we've seen he, him go off. He's a good player. Yeah. He's not like a a scrub. And when you get – I mean, you got to think LeBron and AD are getting, what, 30 shots a game, if not more. So you somebody's got to take those shots last night. D'Angelo Russell took too many. He was like four of – I think he had a horrible night shooting. I mean, he – Passed the ball well, but yeah, you know it was it was wild. Last night was more about the Celtics than it was the Lakers. It was before it, we it hit break. Was. I just want to I just like to point out that there are people online who keep telling me you need to stop betting, and I'm like I'm trying, I'm trying. <laughs> I really don't want to, but they're forcing me. And then you come in there saying, "Oh, he's got to do it," and like I'm me and the fans don't want me to do this anymore. Like we're all in agreement. Well, the <laughs> thing is. And someone tried to tell me that I need to call Tennessee Redline on you. Marcus does not have a I'm game. trying to call them on myself. Now, I feel like we need to call it on you, Jake. You're sitting here trying to force this man to bet. That, no, that, and I'm sitting here. I'm being the voice of reasoning. I'm like, he doesn't need to bet. Well, the thing is, like, Marcus does not have a gambling problem. His picks are just bad. Right. Someone that has a gambling problem is someone that wins and then immediately puts that back into a bet that makes we absolutely no sense. We don't know if Marcus actually put those bets in personally. He might have done it for the show. It, so it, Marcus could be killing. He could be 16-0 for all we know. Oh, every bet that I say. What if Marcus I is fading oh, himself? Oh, okay, I got you. Why well, would yeah, I purposely that's what I'm be losing money? <laughs> Why, well, the, no. Every every bet that I have given o- yeah. over my entire time of betting from the drive till now, if I'm putting it in, I'm sticking by even the bad one that I purposely did. I was like, you know what? <laughs> what if I weirdly get this one? Because I'm going to be really mad if I don't put money down and then like 100 grand now, goes I, out the I, window. I will say, Mark, it's like hockey's like the hardest one to like do, and that's the one you do most, most – like to do a four-game cl- part or a – Besides the, on this show, whenever I've done hockey parlays, yeah. I have been – the Pretty good. closest I've ever been. Really, I three uh, two of my friends and I we each put five dollars down and worked together on a thirteen game parlay. Yeah, and we hit it was either ten of thirteen or eleven of thirteen. Like we were uh-huh. like, and it was all money line. Wow. And we That's were pretty good. We almost hit every single. It was insane. We couldn't yeah. believe it. Yeah. And uh, I've had some parlays I've done where I do player props that uh-huh. I've gotten close on as well, Jake, but. I'm not allowed to do those anymore, apparently. So, <laughs> yeah, no, I'm calling Redline on myself because there's, and even the drive, the drive was talking about how bad I was at betting. I had to call in <laughs> to defend myself because they thought I purposely picked Vanderbilt. Like I really thought Vandy was going to win. I had to call in and defend myself. Oh, goodness. Stay with us. The GI Jake Show marches on. West Coast Rusty is going to join us next right here on Fan Run Radio. Attention Fan Run listeners, this is Bob Baskerville. Make sure to come check out the Fan Run Morning Show with me and John Reed, Monday through Friday at 7 a.m. on 1340 a.m., 105.7 FM, and the Fan Run app. It's your morning go-to for the latest that's happening in the world of sports on Rocky Top and around the country. So join us every morning on Fan Run Radio. Brand built in Tennessee and born from the love of the game. Inward Half revolutionizes golfing comfort. Crafted by a former pro and dedicated enthusiast just like you, our luxury performance wear guarantees you stay cool and comfortable through every swing and every day. We're not just a brand. We've set out to create a lifestyle for those who understand that impeccable style and premium performance are a hole-in-one. 
Enjoy the walk-in with Inward Half. Attention service members and veterans, introducing the Griffin Law Firm, your trusted ally in military legal matters. Whether it's fighting for your rights, navigating complex regulations, or seeking justice, at Griffin Law, your mission is their mission. Here's VFL Marshall Griffin. As a veteran and retired military attorney, I've successfully defended lifelong benefits and helped preserve professional futures. So I know that when you hire a military justice lawyer, you maximize your chance to get relief. With my unique experience, I can advocate for you because there's no military matter that's too big or too small. Let us help you make these critical decisions that could affect the rest of your life. Remain silent, request counsel, call Griffin Law. For a free consultation, call 888-707-4282. That's 888-707-4282. Or visit griffinlawdefense.com. Are you in need of a smile makeover? Hi, I'm Dr. Michael Costa at Knoxville Smiles. And if you're ready to improve your smile, replace teeth that are missing, make your dentures tighter, add implants to your mouth, whatever you may need, we're here to discuss a wide range of easy, pain-free cosmetic and restorative procedures that can create a glowing, radiant smile that you've always dreamed of. Don't wait any longer. The time is now. Call us today at Knoxville Smiles and schedule your appointment at 865-539-1776 or go online to KnoxvilleSmiles.com. Rogers Utility Solutions, a division of Rogers. Rogers Hydrant Service is a family-run Tennessee-based business since 2015. Now serving municipalities and residences in 14 states, Rogers offers fire hydrant flow testing, distribution flushing, and maintenance programs in accordance with ISO standards. Rogers also offers hydrant repair and installation, and they have the capability of repairing hydrants under pressure. For more information on Rogers' new sewer maintenance program, complete with mapping, cleaning, and camera inspecting, visit RogersHydrantService.com. Here on the GI Jake Show, right here on Fan Run Radio. <laughs> oh my uh, goodness! Pleased to be joined by my good friend West Coast Rusty. Rusty, what's up, man? Oh, just out here living the dream. It, we got a ton of rain yesterday, about five inches in one day. That is unheard of in your neck of the yeah, woods. Man. That is yeah. unheard of out there, man. It's, it's, it's going to be a beautiful day today, though. I think we got nothing but sunshine for the next three or four. Then a little bit more rain. Then we'll. We'll get back to normal weather out here. And, you know, speaking of stuff that's unheard of is uh, actually going up to Rupp Arena and actually playing five-on-five basketball because you know you're going to be playing eight-on-five the minute that you walk in the door. Rusty, the Vols this weekend preparing for Kentucky. But let's pivot back to the other night in which you have Dalton Connect going for 31, got off to a really, really, really slow start and middle of the second half and tried to have an explosion late to try to get this team back in it to win the game. And it just didn't happen. Now, that was one I think you and I and everyone that watched that game would classify as uncharacteristic offense from this year's Tennessee team. Just want to get your overall thoughts on the game the other night. Yeah, to me, that game the other night was just can be wrapped up really quick. It That team, at the pace they play and the where they want the score to be scored at, um, points are a premium. Um, and we left seven bunnies seven layups, seven very, very makeable baskets at the rim out there on the court. That's 14 points right there. 
you got to make like 80% of your bunnies. And we, and we left seven, um, just, just easy buckets. And then we missed eight foul shots. We, we were 12 to 20 from the foul line. Um, you got to make, you shoot 20, you got to make 16, 17 of them. And, and then we lose by four points. So, I mean, you left 14 on bunnies, you left eight at the foul line. You, you just got to put those in the hole and, and then those, some empty possessions, some missed threes don't hurt you nearly as bad. But everything gets magnified when you don't do those little things like making layups and making your foul shots at a high percentage. And six of those foul shots were missed by Ziegler and, and Dalton. And I know Dalton went all, you know went, went crazy, and I get that, but making foul shots are part of being an elite player. Going, be, being able to know that my guy, when he gets fouled, he's going to go to the line and he's going to hit it nine out of ten times. Well, I think that's one of the things that bothered me the most from the other night was, you know, you talk about missing bunnies, and then we talk about how bad it was from the free throw line. That's something you absolutely have to do. Like, you have to shoot 80 to 90% or better from the free throw line if you want to give yourself a chance. Because if you hit 80% of your free throws the other night, you go to overtime, most likely. Now, granted, obviously, different scenarios are going to play out once you make those free throws. But then if you make 90% of your free throws, you probably win the game. Yeah. Yeah, in, in the last in the last three minutes, whenever it was, you know, a possession – or maybe a four-point ball game, we, we left four foul shots. That would have had us it – w- it would have totally changed all the, the, the way the game played out. We wouldn't have fouled Studi, either one of those last two possessions. But, yeah, that's just the way that game went. But, hey, it, it's basketball. Um, I kind of wish Kentucky would have won earlier this week. That would have yes. been – I don't like the fact that they're coming off a loss, too. That, um, that's scary. I, my, my perception going into Saturday was, boy, it's going to be great for us to have lost this ball game and have – and have an extra day leading up to it to be to be angry. Uh, almost said a almost said a not nice word. Yeah. Um, <laughs> to be to be angry and heated about that. But now Kentucky's got got the same thing. They don't want to lose back to back games at home. Um, should be a really fun one. They're going to try to play at an extreme pace. It's going to be a totally polar opposite of what we saw against South Carolina. Kentucky's going to try to score in the first six seconds of of the shot clock. Um, we got to get back in transition. That's 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 the key to the ball game for me. Is 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 making Kentucky just score in the half court. Absolutely, uh, uh, Rusty. I I thought Tuesday's game was different because I feel like we did a lot of standing around. We uh, we didn't have good motion, things like that. Like we got the ball to connect, and we just waited for him to make a play, and we did. and it and it hurt us through the game like Ziegler was out of rhythm like it was probably his worst game of the season uh to say the least I mean he didn't score I mean he did score two baskets but it was two free throws uh it was interesting that Ganey seemed to be on the floor more than Vescovy at the end and Vescovy besides connect kind of was the only guy that was putting the you know the, the ball in the basket um so um you know, I just thought it was – it just didn't seem like Tennessee. I don't know if we were looking ahead. I I thought it was an inexcusable loss. I mean, you're a top-five team at home. You're 14-point favorites. You take care of business. And uh, it was just seemed like a very uncharacteristic uh, performance. And I just – I felt like we did a lot of standing around watching Connect, waiting for him to make a play. I don't know if you had the same sentiments or if you saw anything different, just the way we ran our offense and things like that. We did do a lot of standing around, but 
we've actually been doing that for a while now. We actually mm-hmm. did it early in the season at Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. About the last seven possessions of that ball game, we just played four out and, and, and let him drive and kick or drive mm-hmm. and kind of finish. We, we've been doing that more and more, and it, it kind of got to a place where it was unhealthy the other night. Mm-hmm. It, it, it went from just being a game plan to where you use it some to where it's all we did late in that ball game. Um, my, my, I feel like Barnes was um, trying to teach some lessons with that ball game the other night trying to um, make a point to some guys. Mm-hmm. I'm not positive of that, but it just really felt like some of the moves were were directed at getting guys to, 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 to do something he wants them to do and, and teaching some hard lessons. Can't, can't swear to it, but that's what it felt like to me because there, there were some odd things mm-hmm. with, with substitutions, et cetera. Absolutely. And then, Rusty, let's pivot to this. Uh, the new supposed allegations that are going to come from the NCAA – and Donnie Plowman fired back really quick on that. Danny White has now fought, or fought back on that. Now the state of Tennessee and the Commonwealth of Virginia and what looks like it's going to be double-digit states are about to be involved in this lawsuit against the NCAA in an antitrust lawsuit that violates the Sherman Act. When you look at everything that has happened over the past few years with NIL and how some sports it seems like it's leveled the playing field, mainly speaking basketball, because right now I feel like there's more parity in college basketball and there's better competition across the board than there's ever been. You look at football, you still got your couple of teams at the top that have the most money that they're going to dump into it. Obviously, Alabama, they're going to dump a lot of money into football. University of Georgia, they don't care as much about basketball. A lot of their NIL money is going to go towards football. But now that the NCAA has lost that power to keep athletes from being paid, which seems like their sole purpose for existence since its inception. They've lost all their power and now trying to retroactively punish schools for rules that weren't even a thing when the supposed violations were committed. This is just absolutely bizarre to me. This feels like something, it's like they're just trying to cling to what little bit of power they have left. When you got that text or that notification on Twitter or Facebook, wherever you got it the other day, what was your initial reaction? Initial reaction was, this is going to be really bad for the NCAA. Um, and now that I've thought about it, I don't think it is bad for the NCAA because I don't think the NCAA, NCAA the actual office of, I don't believe they actually care about enforcing the rules. The problem is they have Kent State and Valdosta State and UC Santa Barbara and Akron, all those teams get a vote. And those small schools that can't pay NIL won't be in rules for us that you can't use NIL for luring kids, whether it's a transfer portal or out of high school, to your campus. Because those kids, can't, those, those places can't do it. So those places are who are wanting the NCAA to enforce these rules. And there's way more have-nots in the college athletics than there are the haves. So there's a lot more votes trying to push the NCAA in that direction. So what I've been saying for a long time now is the big boys got to break themselves off and away from those other teams because they're not playing the same sport. University of Tennessee and USC and Texas and Oklahoma and Ohio State, and et cetera, et cetera, aren't playing the same sport as all these lower-tier NCAA teams. And that's no offense to those other teams. They've just got to be a separate division where, they're, where some schools compete on a certain ground and some schools compete on another. they got to divide that up. The NCAA has got two choices here long-term. 
they either got to say we're opening the we're opening it up. There are no rules because we can't enforce them. The, the courts won't let us. You're allowed to use all the money you want to spend in NIL on an, on an, on inducement on inducements, um, or they got to just totally abolish themselves and and go out of business. It's one of it's and let somebody else try to take over and start start from scratch. There's no way around it. Jake, me and uh, me and friend of the program, friend of the station, Christopher Gabriel, have been talking a lot, and I've been reaching out to every source I can find. Mm-hmm. For seven months, the NCAA has been on USC's campus. They've been on UCLA's campus out here. They've been on Ohio State's campus. They've been everywhere. They're investigating everybody that has any sort of quality NIL program because they hate collectives. So the timeline that I'm able to come up with is it kind of went down like this. Around Thanksgiving, they told people at University of Tennessee, whether it was Plowman and White, in a meeting that I guess our people thought they were going to say, hey, um, you guys were very very cooperative in the past. We've done some some, some looking around. There's some things we don't love, but but it, it's nothing major. But they came in there, the NCAA guys, throwing out major accusations, and I think that that turned really contentious in a hurry from what I understand, and they were told kindly to, to please exit the room and exit, exit campus. Um, the, attorney, the attorney's general said recently that two months ago is when they started working on this lawsuit. That timeline kind of lines up with when the NCAA met with Danny White and Dante Plowman. So I think right. there's a little coincidence right there that that's when they started putting the lawsuit together, shortly after the NCAA was told to get the heck out of town. Mm-hmm. Um, and all that's fine and well and good. There was no intention of Plowman putting out a statement or Danny White this week. But what happened is the NCAA, in their infinite wisdom, got word that there was a lawsuit coming from the state of Tennessee and Virginia. And they also, it was made pretty clear that the lawsuit needed to go out before National Signing Day on the 7th. So we, we know the lawsuit was going to get put in place sometime in the next four business days. Right. So the NCAA said, you know what? We're going to try to jump ahead of this. We're going to do something that's actually against the rules, which is we're going to talk about an investigation with a media person. Quote, unquote, we're going to... They didn't want us to do it publicly, but they leaked the story to Pat Forty so he could put Tennessee in a bad light as quickly as he could before the lawsuit came out to try to kind of change the narrative. That's what started all this. We wouldn't have heard anything right now except there was a lawsuit coming out from the state of Tennessee if the NCA didn't leak that story. It Absolutely. was just it was just a safe face type type deal. And you know, Rusty, this is something that I had mentioned on overtime. I guess it would have been back in November. It had been in like November or October, William, Max, and I, we had actually got wind that the NCAA was looking into Nico over NIL, and we didn't make a big deal about it because it's like, well, what did they do? It's like, these rules haven't been put in place yet, and there are no clear rules, so it's like, we don't know what they did, and we didn't really think much of it because, like, well, to be frank, man, we didn't think anything would come of it. We thought it was a nothing burger. All of a sudden... Here we are. Now we got a lawsuit against the NCAA that's going to involve d- double-digit states. California's going to get involved, like we just mentioned. They are. Texas they are. is probably going to get involved. Ron DeSantis and Florida 
are probably going to get involved. Like Ohio's getting involved. Ohio's going to get involved. They are going to absolutely hammer the NCAA. And the thing is, you poke the bear once, and you might get away with it. You poke the same bear twice, and you and that bear just so happens to be the University of Tennessee. Good luck. Like, I I don't even know what to say to him at that point. This is this is all over trying to prevent schools from using it as a recruitment tool, but you can't do that. It's impossible. There's no way you're walking into a recruit's home, and there's no way you're meeting with the recruit's family or the recruit's agent now, and it's not going to be talked about. What they're going to get NIL-wise is going to be a part of it from now on, and the, and the courts are going to say, you can't stop it. If you try to stop it, you're breaking the rules. You're, you're breaking antitrust laws. It can't be stopped. The NCAA is going to have to get out of the way, as I said earlier, it's 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 coming to an end now. Can they can they try to throw some punishment at Tennessee? I guess they can attempt to. My guess is they're going to get they're they're going to get the heck out of, out of out of Knoxville and out of Columbus and out of Austin, and they're going to say, guys, we need to sit down in a room and we need to stop this lawsuit, please, please don't please don't put us back in court again and make us embarrassed and lose another one. Let's get to a table and let's talk this out and let's come up with some kind of plan that works for everybody. Which means we got to divide up. We got to get away from small schools and big schools trying to compete on the same on the same platform. Absolutely. And Rusty, pivoting to the NBA really quick before we we'll let you go. Uh, my guy sitting to my left here, Brett. He's a big Lakers fan, and you know one of the things that we like to do on the show, as uh, as embarrassing as it is to put these picks out. Um, you know, I'm five and eleven this week. He's five and eleven. Our intern Jack over here. Is the only one that's staying somewhat consistent. He's going eight and eight. Marcus is zero and sixteen. Zero and twelve. Zero and sixteen mm. on the Ooh. week. And one of the bets I took yesterday after I saw what was going to happen, I actually locked it in after I saw it was Celtics minus ten and a half against the Lakers because LeBron and AD are not playing. This guy Austin Reeves, you know, a guy that bursted onto the scene last year, got a big contract in the off season, well deserved, goes off for thirty two in a win against the Celtics last night. I'm just dumbfounded. Brett, what do you have to say for yourself? What do you mean what do I have to say for myself? I, I mean, you, that's your team. Well, I mean, I, I was as shocked as anybody. I mean, I texted you all. I was like, of course, after I picked the Lakers, plus 11 half, not knowing LeBron and AD were going to be out, I figured you'd want to go. I mean, the Celtics are arguably the best team in the league. They're your biggest rival, and, you know, you you, you got to sit out. And I was a little annoyed. I uh, Got to say, I was uh, pleasantly surprised, and uh, yeah, Austin Reeves did his thing yesterday. It was it was awesome to see against a fully stacked Celtics team too. So uh, I've I've been disappointed uh, with the Lakers. I mean, it's they they are one of the most frustrating teams. Um, you don't understand it. You got two All Stars and you're five hundred. Um, I I don't know, uh, Rusty. What do you what do you, what's your opinion on the Lakers? My opinion overall, it, it's not just the Lakers thing. It, it's overall. Mm. Things like what happened last night, a fully loaded Celtics team versus yeah. the two best players on the Lakers team, and it goes the way it does, is it's why I just can't watch regular season NBA anymore. <laughs> I just can't do it. Yeah. And, and I'm, sure you, I'm, I'm sure you guys don't realize, I wouldn't if I could because I, I'm, you know, I'm straight-laced. I'm just kidding. I wouldn't <laughs> if I could. I wouldn't, I wouldn't bet on – NBA games anyway. It's just not right. what I would do. But we're not even allowed to in California. We have mm. we can't we can't sports bet out here. 
of all have, states. We, we have, you cannot we bet drive, in California. We have to drive four, five hours east. Um, or we have to go to a, re- a reservation casino somewhere mm. in California, or we have to drive to Vegas. Those are my um, people. <laughs> so I just can't. I, I just can't get in the NBA, and, and I think it's kind of even morphed over into the NFL with what we're seeing out of the Chiefs. The Chiefs use this regular season as a just do enough to get in the playoffs mm. and try to get your team better in practice, which is what the NBA has become. The NBA is a long journey. Just get into the tournament, be healthy, and work out your kinks during the regular season, and then the playoffs are when it really matters. And it, I think that's what the Chiefs have adopted that kind of plan too, because they're clearly the best team right now. They just goofed off during the regular. I don't not goofed <laughs> off, not the right word. Right. They just worked on stuff during the regular season. Very interesting. They just got in the tournament. That's what they they always say. Yep, just get it. in the tournament and see what happens. I mean, it's the same for hockey. It's for all these sports. Like it's like you get in and then you have the best player in the world. It's it's easy to make a run. I mean, the Lakers did it last year. I mean, they got all the way the. They almost got to the NBA championship because they have the best player in the world. I mean, it's it. it's. I mean, you get in and you let the best players do their thing. But Bill, you know Bill who Park did Hill, get in Bill, though, Bill and that is my Miami. Heat Jesus. with Jimmy Butler. Well, that's the same the thing. Like they're um, Jimmy Butler is the most perfect example of a guy that just pisses off in the regular season, and then the playoffs show up. He's like a different animal. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So it's 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 you know that's why the playoffs are the best. Bill Parcells said it thirty years ago. Just get in the tournament. Yeah, that's that's all that matters about the regular season is just getting finding a way to, to win enough ball games and peak when you get in the tournament. Absolutely. But hey, our, our guy LeBron, who I'm a fan of, yep. my my biggest reason for being a fan of him, he's he's a he's a part owner in the greatest football club in the world, Liverpool Football Club. Oh gosh. So we we have that in common, and and uh, Liverpool is going to take down Arsenal. Oh, uh, West, West Rutgers boys on on Sunday. So all right, well, Rusty, I'm I'm a big Arsenal supporter. I know. I know. <laughs> uh, so we're not going to be friends on Sunday. No. Uh, they they got our number though right uh, now, any, so. anytime that other guy can take an but L that, I'm Liverpool, all about it Liverpool's got a they're gonna have some adjustments to make without their with their coach announcing his retirement yeah, or whatever so but it's, it's gonna be it's gonna be a weird journey with it, with it is yeah but the they'll they'll get a great coach in there I mean anybody's gonna want to coach that club yeah. yeah absolutely Rusty thank you so much for jumping on with us man tell us where to find you on Twitter uh, at West Coast Rusty it's it's pretty simple West Coast Rusty and he does the big orange banner. Twitter spaces twice a week now. Is what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, we'll be we'll be going we'll be going tonight at uh, 9 p.m. Eastern time mm-hmm. on Twitter Spaces Big Orange Banner. You can find it at West Coast Rusty or at Big Orange Banner. Either either Twitter handle you can you can check out and and, and get the spaces. All righty, well, Rusty. Thanks so much for jumping on, man. We'll talk soon. All right, brother. Y'all be good. That is our guy, West Coast Rusty, chiming in on a Friday before we play Kentucky. Stay with us. Final segment of hour number one coming up right here on the G.I. Jake Show. White Claw is taking hard seltzer to new heights with White Claw Surge. At 8% alcohol, White Claw Surge is a stronger wave of refreshment that doesn't compromise on taste. Available in four bold waves of flavor like ripe blackberry, citrusy blood orange, zesty natural lime, and tart cranberry. Check out your favorite retailer in-store and online for the White Claw Surge Variety 12-pack and 16-ounce single-serve cans. White Claw Surge. Please drink responsibly. 
Is your home's exterior in need of a makeover? If so, it's time to call North Knox Siding and Windows. Transform your home's curb appeal with premium siding options. From classic to modern styles, they've got something to suit every taste. Upgrade to energy efficient windows that'll keep your home comfortable all year round while saving you money on your energy bills. North Knox Siding and Windows, get ready to fall in love with your home all over again. Online at North Knox Siding and Windows, Ever been the coach who realized the team's gear just wasn't up to par? Well, if I'm being honest, that was me. Just a downright irresponsible and plain bad coach. Then, SM Athletics changed the game. I want you to picture this. I walk into their store, a coach with a vision. SM Athletics didn't just see a coach. They saw a team's potential. And they delivered custom uniforms so striking. Our team's spirit soared. From cutting edge apparel to top-notch equipment, SM Athletics transformed our presence. No more unreliable online orders or envying the other team's style. SM Athletics stands for quality, design, and on-time delivery every time. Coaches, elevate your team with SM Athletics. Call 865. 966-3434 or visit smathletics.com. Get the best for your team. Delivered right and on time. So, elevate your team's game by contacting SM Athletics today. Are you ready to elevate your driving experience? Then you need to head over to your hometown dealership, Parkside Kia, home of the lifetime warranty. Discover the latest Kia cars and SUVs where technology meets style. Our friendly staff is here to make your car buying experience a breeze. Don't wait. Visit Parkside Kia today and drive home in the Kia of your dreams. Check them out online at parksidekia.com and visit their showroom at 9929 Parkside Drive. Parkside Kia, where your journey begins. Are you tired of looking at that piece of furniture that is wore down but you don't want to get rid of it? Go see our friends at Sun Upholstery and Fabric. Locally and family owned and operated with over 67 years of combined experience. Located at 8913 Oak Ridge Highway, give them a call today at 865-237-3272 or visit them online at fabricsun.com. That's fabricsun.com and be sure to tell Stan that you heard about him right here on Fan Run Radio. One of the best bumpers I ever made. Yeah. I'm proud of that one. Speaking of the devil, we got him on the line, 865-546-8200. Your number if you want to hop on the G.I. Jake show, Phil is up. What do you say, Philly? What do you say, Jake? Philly! How you in the voice now? Pretty good. I'm kind of perplexed by uh, Marcus was in the view yesterday. Oh, yeah, you called into the view. Decided to stop by the drive to defend myself. What of it? <laughs> well, I mean, I'd be embarrassed to get on there and say I, I'd have never won a gambling pick. <laughs> oh, I, I was mainly clearing up the fact that the last four that I picked purposely was me choosing the worst odds as a boycott because I'm, mm. I'm done with it. I was done oh, after smart. I was done after zero and eight, but somebody is trying to force me to continue doing it across the room. I'm, I'm thinking well, about it's call- all over Twitter how, how bad it is now. Oh, I'm aware because <laughs> that's the only joy he gets throughout the day is to you know 
remind people about how my first, really, if we want to look at it, my first two bets where I went 0-8 was when I was trying, and then the last one I didn't care, so I just chose all the worst bets, and this most recent one wasn't even me. So really, Jake is 0-8, so... Um, no, I had to defend myself because I didn't want them to think I actually thought Vandy was going to beat Bruce Pearl. Like, I'm not an idiot. Like, I didn't think that was going to happen. I chose the worst bets on purpose. Hmm. That's not a waste of time, huh? I think so, too. I'm, I'm thinking about calling the FBI and saying I've been kidnapped, and maybe that will <laughs> finally get me out of it. I mean, Marcus, think about this, man. Sometimes you say you're absolutely dumb with something. You know, one of the things that, you know, I experience in life, someone told me to quit drinking. Well, that ended. I don't think that's a good example. No, to use. not me drinking. Not me drinking. The relationship ended. Okay, I'm just, I mean, for me personally. And it was the best thing that ever happened to me was I just kept on going. Yeah. <laughs> Ain't that right, Philly? Okay. Yeah, that's, uh, you can put it away. You don't know about that. I've seen it myself. <laughs> put it away and get blowed away. That's the name of the there game. You go. Well, I see uh, BJ won last night. I guess Marcus is going to eat crow again. <laughs> did, he, did he win? He had more points than Triple J. Oh God! So he had four. Yeah. He, had, he, really a, had, he, four? Had, he had one point. He really had four points. I don't know what the final. Yeah, score, I don't even know. Was. I mean, I know at I one point he had two more points than Triple J, and I well, turned it on off. He's on ESPN two, and they won. So more power to him. They got I think they're fourteen seven. That's what the SMU's record is. They won seven games last year, so they're making progress. They are. SMU, Southern Methodist University. My second favorite team in all of college athletics. Well, I did like them back on the Pony Express when they're really giving, uh, doing some uh, high finance. They're the inventor of the high finance. They were. I mean, they took it to a different level down there. <laughs> but uh, hopefully Tennessee can play a good game tomorrow, but I'm not expecting any miracles. I don't think anybody really is. I mean, Phil, you know this just as well as anybody. Um, you know, when you go up to Rupp Arena, you're playing eight on five. You're playing against five Kentucky players. You're playing against the three referees. You're not going to get a call to go your way. It's uh, it's going to be really frustrating as a fan to have to sit there and watch it. You know, I expect Pat Adams to be on the call, and I expect him to make at least, you know, 15 minutes of game time about himself. Haven't we had Pat Adams several times? I, if I was Barnes, I'd – Make sure we don't have him anymore this year. I mean, all you have to do is just go punch him, and then you'll never see him again because he won't want to ref your, any of your games. <laughs> well, I thought the, the coaches do uh, uh, grade these referees, and, uh, you know, we haven't had that uh, that Anthony Jordan since that LSU game a few years ago, I don't think. And uh, We had him one time. In the SEC. I saw him doing the game there or not. We had him one time. It was in a non-conference game against a nobody, but he wasn't the head official. He was just on the crew. Uh, that was the only other time I've seen his name pop up. I think it was last year, actually, that I saw that. And I know in football, like, we have requested that Mark Curls never touch another Tennessee game. That guy's made so many bad calls against Tennessee, really since the mid-2000s. He was the one that made a penalty after nobody threw a flag against LSU in 2010 when the ball was snapped over uh, Jefferson's head, mm-hmm. in which we thought we'd won the game. All of a sudden, they put time or no time back on the clock. Let him run one more play. We lose. He was also the one for the Ole Miss game in 2021, in which we trashed yeah. the field. 
So <laughs> I think Tennessee has requested that we never see Mark Curls again because, quite frankly, I've not seen him since. Is Kentucky, uh, those two players that didn't play against uh, Florida, are they going to play against Tennessee tomorrow night? I have not seen anything. You would think. I mean, that. yeah, you would think they would be. That I heard Kentucky was shocked that they weren't available in their last game. So, I mean, they must have been right on the fringe of being able to play. I think they just anticipated with what they had could just beat Florida. I mean, you would think scoring 91 points, you would beat a basketball another basketball team, but they don't play any defense. Well, if you go back and this season plays out, we're going to go back and say they should never let uh, Triple J come back and play on this team. <laughs> I agree 100%. I mean, the thing is, it's like with what Le- in the world is wrong with you guys? Chris Levlin, I mean, we thought at one point, you know, his stats, and they, they really did, they looked better than what Triple J was putting up. But at the same time, you look at him now, now that conference play started up there, and Chris Levlin's not really doing anything at St. John's. But right you now. realize to start of the season, and then in Maui, like Triple J was arguably our best player, right? No. What? Most consistent. We never said that. We didn't think he was the most consistent player to start the season. He was consistently mid. He was averaging 12, 14 points a game. And then what happened? What did he do, Feel like he does every year? He disappeared. He was like a cheap tent. Okay. <laughs> Let's not start this again. You guys, you guys can't do this. It's, it doesn't make any sense. Well, what you guys say? Phil, he scored. Like, we, we did this the other day. This... This? He's not a power forward. I don't, that's another. Well, problem. Then what is he, he Phil? Where, where do you? Who do you want to put? Man. Who do you want to put in the game for him? JP Estrella. Gear, you got. Mm, man, I almost. Mm. Now you guys are crazy. JP Estrella is going to be the face of this program in two years. How many players are more important than Triple Day on Saturday? Where would you put him, like on your ranking of the t- most important players that need to have a good game? Most important players, Dalton Connect has to have a good game. Okay. I think Zakai Ziegler is number two because this offense plays. He's as fifth well as on he your does. starting lineup as who has to have a good game, right? I, I'm not even putting. Hey, him on dude's got to be better. Do you want me to put pick my starting five? My starting five, I'd have Zakai bringing it up. I'd have Dalton Connect and Jamai Mayshack out on the wing, and then I would put. Jamai didn't. Jamai didn't score the other night. Nobody say anything to him. But he's effective defensively. He and that's what you're going to need ball. on Saturday. He played 15 minutes. Yeah. He didn't shoot the ball. Okay, but he's going to be the most effective defensive player that you have on the floor this Saturday. That's fine. But Triple J was also effective in other ways too. He's the. He's going to be the third most important player. So do you that we want have. him to score 10 points or get I seven? Know, Triple four. J had three rebounds. He's real no, he had seven the other night. Phil, don't don't get it twisted here. I I know his stats. The issue with Triple J is that we there's no him, issue with Triple J. There is an issue with 20. Triple J. Why? He's mad. He's mad. We've seen him put up twenty. We he, he needs. To what do, do you guys want him to do? What do you guys want him to do? Do you want him to take shots away from Dalton Connect, from Zakai, from Vescovy? What do you want him to do? Do something when you're. He's ready. had seven rebounds, four assists, and two steals. When what you is drive, that? Yeah, but when you drive to the lane, you have a chance to just jam on somebody or go up and get a layup. Okay, so you want him to score two points. I mean, the thing is, if he drives to the lane, he I don't scored. want him to just turn around Jake, and pass the ball. what is he ball. doing in our wins? What is he doing exactly. in our wins? Exactly. He's wasted most You guys of are crazy. Offense. He's in the way. They don't even have to guard him. Oh, my goodness. The opposing team don't even have to guard him. He's got a point. Uh, who, I do? No. Phil. What? And you look at it, all the compounds the problem now that uh, – the game is about doing his thing again, and I mean, about everybody on the team was zero last night. I mean, they're not. That's ridiculous. Oh we've, my goodness! We've seen Triple J put up twenty. That's why 
That's why we expect that. We haven't seen that from Mayshack, so we're not expecting him to be putting up these huge scoring games. Well, it's the We've same. seen it from Triple J. We beat Alabama games. by 20 points. How many points did James score in 21 minutes? Probably one three. point. Okay, he had one, one point. Exactly. He Where were a, you guys then? Well, we were praising. Where everybody were you guys then? Praising everybody that contributed. It's ridiculous. Well, you can't. Know, you guys can't do this. You can't do we're this. Ranked fifth in the country, and then this time next week we'll be about twentieth in the country. I don't know if we'll follow that. You, keep, you can take Triple J all the way to sitting at home uh, during an NCAA tournament. So you're telling me you'd rather Estrella be on the floor, you'd rather have Kamal, yes. you'd yeah, rather have Ledlam. Right oh, my goodness. And he needs to make an example out of you. ain't going to play good. Sit on the bench. Goodness gracious. I mean, give me. He led your team in rebounding. He led your team in assists the other night. To take him out for the rest of the game. What's so, going on over there? I don't know what's going on. I mean, thing is, if you're going to get more production out of other guys, you need to at least put them in the rotation. J.P. Estrella, he's playing as hard as he can every time he touches the floor. Cade Phillips, playing as hard as he can every time he gets a chance. You're saying Josiah James is giving you nothing in his minutes on the floor. He's like, no effort, not playing defense, not doing anything. He's the most complacent player in college basketball. All I know is the man led you in assists, led you in rebounds, and led you in steals the other night. But you guys are sitting here saying he did nothing. That's laughable. Well, it's laughable. laughable. Your uh, points are more laughable. Why? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> Have a good weekend, Phil. We'll talk when Josiah scores uh, zero. No, we and win the game. Phil off the phone yet. Let Phil finish. Okay. Yeah. Bro, uh, Jake, this is your show, not his. See <laughs> And there he is. He just finished. <laughs> Stay with us. Hour number one of the books. Hour number two. Coming up right here on Fan Run Radio. A brand built in Tennessee. 